0: Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on a very chilly Wednesday, March the 8th. And it has been a snow day for quite a few children across the county. Large parts of Kent woke up to the white stuff, which did lead to some travel disruption on the roads and rails. Well, a level three cold weather alert is actually enforced until the end of tomorrow. However, a yellow weather warning that was in place earlier today has moved north, so now doesn't cover Kent. The north and west of the county did seem to be the worst affected by the snow this morning with those in Dover, Deal and Fannett, for example, not really seeing anything. But by lunchtime, it had pretty much cleared for the whole of the county. However, there are still some conflicting reports that we might get a bit more snow this evening. If it does fall, Simon Williams from the RAC has this advice if you've got to head out in your car. Obviously,
1: you want a warm coat, um, gloves, uh, hat, uh, and uh, also, you know, a blanket is a good idea, something like that. Uh, a warm drink uh, and a flask, and most importantly of all, at the moment, uh, to keep in touch with everyone is a power bank and the charging cable. Uh, obviously, we are very much uh, connected to our phones these days, and in a breakdown situation, or if you're stuck in snow, then you want to keep in touch with everyone or ourselves. Uh, very very important first of all you should be making sure your car is fit for the job um, have a good check around it the most important thing at the moment are tires making sure they have a good grip you don't want to be driving at the moment with a very poor tread close to the legal limit um, and make sure they're inflated to the correct level you also want to make sure you've got your uh, oil and coolant topped up to the right levels and plenty of uh, windscreen wash that protects down to a really decent level don't uh, scrimp on that and actually make sure it's good quality one that protects down to at least kind of minus 10, I would say, so it doesn't freeze. Um, And then uh, you need to be very careful out on the roads today. Uh, Most of the major roads will be well gritted. But of course, if you're using rural roads, then there's a chance that they may not have been gritted and that could they could be extremely treacherous.
0: And don't forget, you can check our travel blog for updates and you can hear regular bulletins over on our sister radio station, KMFM. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today, and a man and woman have appeared in court charged with the murder of a baby boy near Faversham. Police were called to an address in Herne Hill in 2020 to reports of concerns for the welfare of a one-year-old. The child was taken to a local hospital but later passed away. Jack Benham, who's 34 and from High Street Road in Herne Hill, and 26-year-old Sean Hedges from Elverton in Devon are accused of murder and causing or allowing the death of a child. Elsewhere, a Gillingham woman has been jailed for seven years after a man was drugged and stabbed at his flat in Luton. Four people were involved in the botched burglary, which saw Temedeo or drug the victim before he was killed. The 21-year-old, who lives in Saunders Street, was convicted of manslaughter at an earlier hearing. Yeah. <laughs> An investigation started after a white stag was found shot in woodland near Cobham. Police say it's the second deer which has been killed since the start of the year. Officers believe a high-powered rifle was involved. Police are investigating after reports of an indecent exposure in Canterbury. A man is said to have exposed himself in Kingsmead Road on Sunday afternoon. You can read a description of the suspect at Kent Online. Now, next today, a Ramsgate couple have been left sleeping in their front room for more than two years after a burst pipe destroyed the foundations of their home. Now work to repair Michael and Marilyn Stapleton's property has begun but progress is very slow. Insurers Royal and Sun Alliance say builders came across what they thought was a bomb during the work which delayed it and Southern Water are also investigating the circumstances around the flooding. Well Michael and Marilyn say they've reached the end of their tether. Most
2: of the stuff is in the garage. We did have it in storage at one time. We had stuff in storage yeah. didn't we? It was too but expensive. It was paying a fortune, paying out fortune in storage. And again, they probably would have paid for it, but it had come out of our pot. Well they told us that, that yeah. if they put us into accommodation, it will come up out of the money, out of the budget yeah. That, that we've, you know, allocated. Yeah. So that's we didn't want to incur that cost. It is depressing. It's just too much mm-hmm. every day. <laughs> and every day you think someone's going to phone and we're going to get it sorted out you phone them up and nothing yeah you know and as I mm. say they've got their money that they, they, they Southern Water have admitted liability they are going to get paid for it but no, nobody will take responsibility it just goes on and on you always think oh when they did the underpinning they did that in October and you think yes at last that this is it's just a joke they just don't care and i think that's the thing is it's not until you 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 say to them like i'm 70 he's 74 we're sleeping in one room
0: nobody kept you can see pictures of the property by heading to the website today. This is what a Southern Water spokesman has said. We are aware of an issue relating to a reported water pipe leak in December 2020 and we have received insurance claims in relation to this. The complex matter has been reported to our public liability insurers who are currently investigating. The presence of a sinkhole in the vicinity of the area in question is being taken into consideration during these investigations. Meantime, this is what Royal Sun Alliance have had to say. We're very sorry for the delays Mr and Mrs Stapleton have experienced with their claim. This was a complex issue due to the significant scale of damage and subsidence affecting the property, which takes time to repair, and delays were caused by a property boundary issue and the discovery of a potential second World War bomb while work was being carried out. However, we have now underpinned the property and work to repair the damaged floor is due to begin in April. We are reviewing Mr and Mrs Stapleton's complaint and will be offering further compensation for the delays they've experienced and our previous offer of alternative accommodation remains available. Kent Online reports. Safety measures are being stepped up at a supermarket in Sittingbourne following a spate of antisocial behaviour. Locks are going to be installed on trolleys at Morrison's so they can't be wheeled away. A CCTV camera has also been parked nearby. It's after trolleys, eggs and bollards were recently stolen. Two Folkestone drug dealers have been sentenced. Alfie Bean and Riley Day were arrested last year after a search of the flat they shared in Rutland Close turned up heroin and cocaine. The 18 and 22-year-olds were found guilty of drug supply offences. One got two and a half years in a young offender institution, the other got two years and eight months in prison. Three purses have been stolen as thieves target charity shops in Sittingbourne. We're told the victims were shopping in the Forum Centre, Roman Square and at a store on the High Street last month and didn't realise their bags had been gone through. Police believe two women are working together to commit the crimes. Now, the Home Secretary has been insisting... A new plan to deal with illegal immigration doesn't break the law. This is something we've mentioned in the podcast each day so far this week. The proposal will mean those who cross the Channel to Kent by small boat will be detained within 28 days without bail or judicial review. They also wouldn't be able to claim asylum if they've taken that dangerous journey. While well, Labour's Shadow Home Secretary Yvette Cooper says we need deals with other countries to send people back. You should get return agreements in place with Europe, particularly with France and Belgium and other countries, would need to include managed alternative things, for example, for people who've got family, who've got relatives in the UK, but it's got to include those return agreements. There's also been a clash over the issue in the comments at Prime Minister's questions. The Labour leader called Rishi Sunak deluded when it comes to dealing with the issue. He
3: can't say where they'll return people
0: because they spent
3: £140 million on Rwanda and it doesn't work. Yes. They can't say how they'll return people because this bill doesn't come with a single new return agreement. Exactly. And they can't say
1: when they'll fix the mess. He voted against measures to deport foreign criminals, Mr Speaker. And he even argued against deportation flights. Well, and we know why, because on this matter he talked about his legal background. He's just another lefty lawyer standing in our way.
0: Kent Online reports. Inspectors have found residents with dementia locked inside rooms at a care home in New Romney. A damning report's been released into the Madeira Lodge residential home, branding it inadequate. After the inspection last October, the care home posted on its website saying it's carrying out a review of quality. A memorial is being created in a park in Dartford to honour a local schoolgirl who died after being hit by a car. Ten-year-old Lily Lockwood was knocked down not far from her home in July 2020. Part of Armand Park is being renovated with a butterfly theme to remember her. Now, people living close to green space in Eyewade have criticised plans to build more houses. Around 20 two-, three- and four-bed properties could be put on the site in Dunlin Walk if proposals are approved. Developers say they're looking to make the most use of the land. The disused and vandalised Oakley House in Ashford, meantime, is set to become sheltered accommodation. But officials say there are environmental concerns, so it's not known yet when building work will start. And you may have heard today that it's International Women's Day. The event is all about celebrating women's achievements, raising awareness about discrimination, and taking action to make sure everyone is equal. We've been speaking to some inspirational business women in the county. First, let's hear from Becky Sims, who founded Reflect Digital, which is based in Maidstone. My
4: role model was I was growing up with my dad um, and my mum for what she did in supporting him and, and supporting our family and everything. But my dad very much was running his own business. And I just wanted to be like my dad. I wanted a I wanted a company. I didn't want his company. I didn't really know what that company might look like, but I wanted to lead people and and do something great from a business point of view. I used to borrow his briefcase and uh, pretend to walk around and pretend to be my dad. So but I did lack probably the the business female um, role models, but I guess I've been really lucky that I, my dad didn't put any barriers in my way or make me think that this wasn't for me being a girl. So I just always just never really thought about it, if I'm honest, about being a woman and just kind of went with it. And um, well, here we are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and have you always been encouraged or have you found that there have been some barriers because you were woman i think it's
4: more barriers but not not so obvious but just moments so actually in the agency world and it is changing a little bit now but um probably when i started maybe 20 percent, maybe less of agency owners were women so if i'd go to a networking event it would be me and a couple of other like you could count on one hand how many women were in the room versus um tens of men like lots of them so I guess it was those kind of things. And, and I do still sometimes see it now, like I was in a meeting recently and it was me and a male colleague and the conversation was very much being aimed at the male colleague, but actually it was my meeting and you just, um, some people are a bit more old school. Some people haven't, haven't. And embraced it so much but in general I don't see it and it doesn't happen very often it's very rare Um, and it is more just trying to I just try to not think about those barriers and just be who I want to be and and do what we're trying to do and and those that come with me will come with me and uh anyone that gets in my way can uh, I'll just I'll move them out of my way.
0: <laughs> and as you say Becky you've you really want to try and influence um women getting into business in the next generation I know you're already doing like work workshops and talks and things like that and and your industry are kind of leading the way aren't you to get young women into digital as well which is perhaps a career they they might not have thought about previously
4: Definitely, yeah. So I'm really proud to be in the Beamer 100 the last two years, to 21 and 22, and then maybe for 23, we'll see, um, which is the the list of the top 100 people shaping the future of of digital. Uh, And then we run our event, Aspiration Digital, which is all around um, inspiring young students. So aimed at kind of sixth form age students. And we've got our next event later this month, which is super exciting. I think we've got, maybe 20 different schools across Kent coming all together at Maidstone Girls Grammar School. And that event isn't purely just aimed at women, but it's it's kind of subtly there by the fact that there will be women on stage talking about their success and I'll be one of those. And it's kind of, if you can't see it, you don't always think you can be it. So it's trying to just make sure that we're there.
0: And what do you think generally about International Women's Day? Do you think it's good to to be celebrating what women are doing and what they're achieving?
4: I definitely think it is. I think it's, it's something though that, we should do all the time we should always be so sometimes I feel a bit like oh it's a bit it's a shame that it's a one-day thing and then you actually do see lots of men get behind it as well and then actually it's kind of peters out again and it's actually this isn't always this should be always on but it is it is nice that there's a day that makes us all focus and put our energy towards it and think about it and and we create content around it as well and so many businesses do so it's good that it encourages that but actually it isn't about a day it's about a. it's the way of life isn't it it shouldn't be um we shouldn't it in ways it's sad that we should need a day to to empower women because actually we're here we're already and and I want women to realize that there should be nothing in their way nothing to do with their gender stopping them wanting to to do what they want to do it's uh' It's uh, it's normally yourself that
0: you need to get past to, to push forward and make things happen. We've also been chatting to Sharon Friedman. She started her own bakery and has opened three shops in Sittingbourne, Canterbury and
5: Rochester in less than a year. It started off as a really small idea. So it was only going to be an online bakery um, and I couldn't find a premises. And then I saw this shop. It wasn't a desired location or anything, um, but the foot traffic was amazing walking past. So we was gonna have a small counter and then again like ideas just got a bit out of hand <laughs> and then it ended up a massive counter and it just started from there really.
0: Had you done baking before or was this a whole new you said you did something different from home, but had yeah, you always so, had sort of a flair for Yeah, I'd baking? always
5: baked. Um I grew up a only child, so I had a lot of time in my hands. <laughs> um so I'd always baked and friends and family, if I went to occasions or anything. Um but yeah, it was just random really.
0: And it's quite daunting, isn't it, to say, okay, I'll go out and do it on my own. Yeah. Because I think a lot of us feel the security of working for someone else or, you know, Well, the- I was self
5: employed anyway, so I didn't have that worry of, you know, working on my own because I'd been doing it already. But it was definitely I dunno, a bit anxious whether people would it would just, you know, If it would just be a little, the first month would be good and then it would dwindle or would it carry on? Like, I think that aspect was quite scary because, you know, then I'm employing people and then I've got to make sure I can pay them and pay the shop and, yeah, it that's scary.
0: And of course, it. I mean, it snowballed. Huge yeah. She started out in Sittingbourne. Then tell us what else you've gone on to do.
5: So on our sixth month anniversary, we opened in Canterbury. And then a month late no, two months later, we've opened in Rochester. So and they're all on the main high street. They're lovely little shops. And there's yeah it's so busy
0: there seems to be a real buzz about you because whenever I mention I just mentioned to a colleague
5: yeah oh my
0: goodness (laughs) (laughs) it's so exciting and I think because it looks different doesn't it It doesn't look like a traditional yeah I feel like
5: I feel like our branding is so lovely and that's not me being (laughs) big-headed but I wanted to create something that's special because You know, when you go to London, you visit these little bakeries and you get the cute box and, you know, it's all about the box and the branding and you want to be seen with it. And that's what I wanted to create. And especially with Rochester High Street, it's been so busy there um, and every customer that comes in is like, oh, my God, we had to come and find you. Like, we've seen everyone carrying your boxes. So that's amazing that, you know up and down the high street, everyone's got a little Sharon's box. So that for me is like mind blowing.
0: What would you say has been your inspiration? Obviously it was your uncle who said to you, go on, go for it. And kind yeah. And pushed you. But we're talking about inspirational women. It doesn't necessarily need to be that you've been inspired by a woman, but where would your inspiration come from, do you think?
5: Um, I don't know. It's really hard. I just wanted to create something, you know, that I would love. And the thing that, Is with that is that everyone else loves it. So for me, it's sort of a bit made up as I've gone along, but it seems to have worked. So you know, it's yeah, it's a hard one.
0: (laughs) And you're you're quite a young entrepreneur. Do you do you hope that you will inspire future generations to say, do you know what? Yeah, young women, you can go and do it and make it on your own
5: kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not a feminist, so I you know, I'm not women, 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 but I do think it's important that man or women, you go and do what you want to do, because why not? But it's, it's hard in this day and age to do that. And I think at the start, there was um, a few comments that were like, oh, it's never going to work or people are so negative rather than positive. And I think, Lesson I've learned. I mean, I've not really had a lot of negativity, so I'm really lucky at this point. And I do get loads of other bakers or just people in general that message me and be like, You're doing amazing, like, you're so inspiring, you've done really well. And I think for that, it's so nice to see that because, yeah, there is a lot of you know, it's hard at the moment. So for other people to congratulate people you know strangers I've met loads of people now that I see all the time and it's lovely and I think for that it's amazing.
0: Do you think there's enough support for women in business particularly or do you as you say you're not particularly a a raving feminist? No I'm not at all. It just needs to be support for
5: everyone but do you think
0: women in particular get enough support if they're they're going out and wanting to to start up on their own?
5: I, I don't know it's a hard one I mean for me I've had tremendous amounts of support so I can't say that that's been an issue for me. I'm sure men or women, you know, don't get support or they do, but I'm lucky. I've got a massive family. They all help me out. Um, my family have done up the shops for me. I've got some aunties that work for me. So, you know, I'm lucky that I've got that support network anyways, but to have Joe blogs from the public come in and congratulate and that I find amazing. Two very inspirational women. I'm sure you'll agree there. And if you
0: tune into our sister radio station KMFM today, you'll be hearing from just female artists throughout the day. Kent Online News, Glastonbury Festival regulars and Master Chef stars are going to be among those at Medway's Food and Drink Festival later this month. It's happening at the historic Rochester Castle Gardens over the weekend from Friday, March the 31st. Details are going to be released about the lineup for the live kitchen theatre over the coming weeks. A special needs school has lodged plans to install a freestanding train carriage on its campus as a canteen. Five Acre Wood School in Maidstone has submitted plans for the special lunch area at its Boughton Lane campus. And finally, an ancient Egyptian artefact dating back to 3000 BC has been found in Canterbury. Experts think the wooden object was probably used to carve hieroglyphs found in tombs. It was discovered in a storeroom at a museum and more research is being done to find out how it ended up in kent
1: kent online sports
0: football and it was a very good point on the road for gillingham last night they held promotion chasing stockport county to a goalless draw it means the jills are now nine points clear of the league two relegation zone and manager neil harris spoke to us after the game first
3: and foremost um, we, we had to do what we had to do tonight to get a point um presentation plan yesterday the way we played was, was all based on trying to get a clean sheet um Went to a back five Went to a diamond um, Played two strikers But we almost played five Diamond one um, we've, we've, we've Different personnel in the team For various different reasons I'll get into in a minute But um, Look we, 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 came, we came for a clean sheet We came for a nil-nil And maybe try and nick one um, On the counter Or from a set play um, So I'm absolutely delighted look, we, we we could have done so much more With the ball But We got the clean sheet And so look, I'm, I'm really really happy For the players tonight
1: You've spoken a lot to us recently about a, a clean sheet mentality and everyone on that pitch, whether they started the game or came on as sub, just just had that mentality and they're not going to score.
3: Yeah, the attitude of the players, we, we've seen. we up, picked up, picked up what's that, 21, 21 points, 11 games. I think. Oh, yep. Yeah, 21 points, 11 games. It's a great return, but when, when we come to places like this against a top, top team... We, we, have to, we have to be respectful as well um, and I'm just not sure in, in, in other games where we've gone toe-to-toe with Mansfield and Bradford we've just we've just fallen short at times in, in, in sort of 1v1 duels and I'm just not quite sure we're ready for that against certain teams so tonight we're with the extra player all over the pitch behind the ball and we're always going to give up position and te- uh, uh, territory, uh, possession um, but I was comfortable with it we, we know they're a crossing team uh, but more crossing the box than anyone else in the league um, so whatever shape we played they were going to get the balls in the box anyway so uh, it was about defending our box, I thought the back five was was, was tremendous um, and, and the mindset of the group was, was outstanding and I think that that there shows how far we've come as a group we, we, we certainly wouldn't have come and done that um, pre-New Year um, so again, the credit goes to my players 212
1: Brave souls from Gillingham uh, came up, um, came up tonight, and they, they saw a team that, that gave everything for the shirt and implemented the game plan to pretty much perfection.
3: Yes, yeah, um, <laughs> I'd have to apologise. I thank them for coming. Maybe apologise for, for the, the lack of quality at times, or or, or sort of the, the attacking intent we, we didn't have. But um, they, they would have seen it a Gillingham team they're proud of because that was a back to the walls we're still a team that's fighting to stay in the division you know, let's make no bones about it I know again it's another point gained against the toughest team in the league at the moment and we, we've gained a point away from home which is a great point and Crawley have beat 3-0 and you know, we're in a lot healthier position again tonight um, but look, we, 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 we're still in that team fighting and they would have been proud of their team tonight and, um, but again it's, just, it's a good night for us another, another huge step in the right direction
1: just finally for me, a nice um, short journey home for you. Two long away games, two points. Are you, what's, what's the word to sum up the last three or four days? Not just in terms of performances, but results, work ethic,
3: camaraderie. Yeah, all, all of that. Feel really um, two tough places. We've seen Harrogate of, of you know one to nine at Donny, and, and we saw that they were a good side of the weekend, and. and um, They'd, they'd lost their way for a period but have bounced back and I think you know, they'd only won one in 13 but I think they'd only lost three or four so they had a lot of draws so it was a really good point at the weekend at, at their place um, and then today even better point um, so two long away journeys I, I'm not sure we'd have got draws in either game um, before Christmas, so like, absolutely delighted.
0: And in tennis, Kent's Emma Raducanu will decide later if she's fit enough to play Danka Kovinic in her opening match at Indian Wells. The 2021 US Open champion has only played four matches this season and has had tonsillitis in recent weeks. She pulled out of an exhibition match yesterday, leading to fears of an injury. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing and to sign up to that you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk whilst you're on the site today you can read about our reporters struggle to quit on no smoking day
1: news you can trust
0: this is the Kent Online podcast